Oh, my friends, it has been a hot kind of minute. It is time for the 106th episode of The Preachcast. And I am your host, as always, Seth Trav, joined as our consummate friend, Glenn. It's been a little while, my man. Let me let me see if I can uh, give you an exact... Ooh, yeah, it's been a month. A month of no Preachcast. Has it really been a full month? 29 days, sir, so pretty much. Wow, Jesus. It's I been know. it's been a hot minute because we have been watching a lot of these true crime oh, documentaries. So many, so many. So much true crime. Uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, we want to get it all to you. There's been so many documentaries out. We've had a lot to watch, a lot of things to talk about on the program today, as you know, because it's the Preach Chaos. I uh, just finished up The Passage. Really took a turn for the great. Everybody's talking there. about that. Everyone I know is talking about the passage, man. It's it's paced very awkwardly for the first like six episodes. Sounds but horrible. There's some good in there. It's just an odd kind of pacing, and then all of a sudden, the last like three two episodes, it's like, oh my god, what the hell? Like it's it it really kicks it up. So check out the passage if you can. American Gods just came back. Loved seeing that. I've been into this Doom Patrol. Been into these DC Direct shows, amazingly enough. They're doing they're doing great stuff. They're doing great stuff. But, ladies and gentlemen, before we get into any more, we're going to get into our first segment. And I'm pretty sure you all know which one it is. It's time for Just Preach Pop. Uh. Hey, ah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's the time we give you to booter those pooters. Head on over to trailers.apple.com. From there, you're going to find the most recent trailer that we know nothing about. And today, it is Drunk Parents. Drunk okay. Parents. I got nothing for you. Alec Baldwin's in it. That's all I know. Alec Baldwin. Um, I don't know about you, but I have a drunk parent. It is not that much fun. Hopefully the movie <laughs> is more fun than this. Jeez, that's dark. I, I, you know, that, that's the thing. So uh, I'll be that guy right now, and I'll say if you know someone who does have alcohol dependency issues, you should try to find them some help because it can really help. And a lot of times people do need it. <laughs> I love that you're just like giggling about it. You're like, oh I'm my like, god, I'm just it, like, oh jeez, my man. Uh, drunk parents gotta suck because it's like you talk to your parents about it and they and they drink or whatever the hell, and it's like this, this sucks. Because I don't know if you've ever dealt with a drunk person in your life. I'm mm, sure you have. Yes. I'm sure you've been a drunk person in your life. As have I. I learned fairly early on that I'm not a drinker. Not not much of a drinker. I'll, I'll sip on a on a brew here and there you know if it's going to be anything it's going to be like the banana bread beer or i'm just going to have straight brandy you know i'll drink an old-fashioned i'm gonna call it a night after like one because i don't like feeling fat and sweaty i feel like that most of my life anyway <laughs> i would rather you know like i always say i would much rather just smoke a little bit you know feel nice take it easy quiet that thing in my head that's always just screaming like you suck 
Instead, it's like, hey, things can just be fine. You know, that's what works for me. But we're going to see if drunk parents works for us. Because in three, two, one, we're going to just preach play. Wow. Look at our college girl. We're just a phone call away. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. A direct TV film. I'm just doing my job. I just need a little more time. Why don't you find a way to put some loot in my suit, sell some crap, drive me back. Finally, a break. Hello, he owes you money. I'm his butler, not his accountant. I was Master Kerr. I'm going to Nigel's for a minute. Have you lost your mind? It's worth $800. You're supposed to be looking after his property. Oh, what's next? Rent it out? <sighs> Rent out his house? Rent out Nigel's house? That's insane. There was a rental ad for this house on Craigslist. Six months in advance. I think he was sent from God. As a new neighbor, I'm legally required to tell you that I'm a registered sex offender. Come again? Wow, really? <laughs> Excuse me. Have we got a report of suspicious activity? <laughs> Nigel, how's it going over there in London, huh? I just had a conversation with the police. <laughs> We're going to jail. We got to get out of here. Just take what you need for the next few weeks. Dad, Uncle Frank and Aunt Nancy are here. You two are welcome to bunk in the twins' room. Ever hear of a Motel 6? <laughs> Hilarious. My Frank and I can overcome anything as long as we are together. Let's do this every month. <laughs> Your mother. <laughs> she seems a little unhinged. $4 for a zucchini. Keep it close. Can you wash it? That's fine. Why is this happening? You come at my house! Stop the truck, Wayne. Suck at this prime stuff. I'm throw a rock at you. Oh, you might pitch the collar. Oh, you probably caught in college. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, how are you? I'm on the right side of the grass, my man. What's the haps? <laughs> yeah, I guess I doesn't. I don't really. No, it doesn't look good. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> it it looks like a quick one. It looks like a quick grab. I'll tell you this: Selma Hayek has always been beautiful. Yeah. How Just, how old is she now? I I feel like I don't want to insult her by taking a guess. I feel like we'd be wrong no matter what we... 50. She might be. She is 52, yeah. Holy hell. That, you know, Selma's Hayek has just been beautiful forever. And I think she will always remain beautiful. Much like um, herself. Movie look, the movie looks okay, I guess. Like I said, it looks, it looks a little like a quick grab for something. Um, really didn't see them drinking <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like the title doesn't really seem right i was expecting more of something like almost like neighbors you know but with yeah like you know like older people um yeah uh but yeah i don't really know how that title plays in there but hey you know that's uh if you're looking forward to it it is coming out you can it is in go, fact you can certainly go check it out speaking of checking stuff out ooh, that sound of course ladies and gentlemen can mean only one thing that it might be old and it might be new but from us it's any blue you can do. Today, I have found one from our good friends over at Shout Factory. 
It is the 1996 witchcrafting masterpiece, The Craft. Ah, yes. The collector's edition. I own this. It is $29.99 when you buy it on the Amazon.com. I love The Craft. I don't know why so much. It's it, I think because it gets kind of creepy and actually scary at some point. And it was back in that weird kind of heyday when you saw Feruzia Balak in like a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, nothing. <laughs> you know, she just like dropped off like that. And I don't know what she did, but she just dropped off. And she has, she has one of those like super like wide mouths that's like creepy. Like she looks kind of like she came right off of the Soundgarden Black Hole Sun video <laughs> a little bit. Um, and she could look like super pretty or super scary at the drop of a like like that. And yeah, the craft. Get it. It's 30 bucks. Do yourself the favor because TNT doesn't show it all the time anymore. There it is, my man. Uh, for myself, I actually went ahead and found a movie that we talked about, I think on the last show um, for um, Just Preach Play, and that is The Final Wish. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, nice. it's actually going to be out on Blu-ray, so it's coming out super fast. It's coming out on the 19th, um, so by the time you listen to this, it will already be out. Um, the Final Wish stars Lin Shay and Tony Todd. Um, the preview for this looks awesome. I highly recommend that you go uh, that you go and check it out. It is from the creator of Final Destination. Following the passing of his father, Aaron Hammond returns to his hometown to help his devastated mother and to confront his past demons. Shift sifting through his father's belongings, Aaron comes up upon a mysterious item that is far more than it seems. Um, this Blu-ray is only $12.51. That is a pretty good bargain, I feel like. You can rent this now. It is on Amazon Prime. It is $6.99 if you would like to watch it uh, a little bit before that. But we have to pick up the Blu-ray of a movie that like was just first advertised like less than a month ago um, You know, for 12 bucks. That's pretty good, but at the same time, I could see being a little bit nervous about that. <laughs> it was a pretty good movie. I, w- I will say that. Yeah, man. I mean, it looked like it looks awesome. So that's definitely something I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to add to my add to my list. I feel good about myself though because I've been I've been crossing stuff off. I finished the Eli Roth History of Horror today. I watched like three of those. So I'm getting I'm getting some stuff done. I think I'm gonna jump right over to um, House on. Uh, haunting on Hill House and finish that off too, because uh, I have I have that to deal with. But you haven't finished the the Haunting of Hill House yet. Not yet, my man. I'm on episode four, but you know there's so much stuff to watch, so many things consistently coming out every single week, and that is no different here on Coming Attractions a segment where we like to talk about some movies that are coming out into the into the theater, and we're gonna go ahead and do this. As of this recording, it is March 16th. But you know what? This week's movies, they already came out. So we're going to talk about movies coming out the next week on March 22nd. I want to make sure that I'm setting you up for success, helping you plan your movie marathon. And this week, we're going to talk about... 
on two. Oh man, it's a little rough. It is a rough week over at the movies. We're gonna talk about two, but we're gonna talk about one that I'm super excited about, and that's gonna be Jordan Peele's second movie, Us, opening oh. wide on March 22nd. A family, a family serenity turns to chaos when a group of doppelgangers begins to terrorize them. This trailer looks insane. Have you seen it? It does. Bro, it looks it looks nuts. Jordan Peele, I feel like when it comes to horror movies and even like his show is funny. Keen Peele is funny, uh, but when it comes to these movies, there are a lot man, of there are a lot of sketches from that that are really good. The college sketch, uh, the substitute teacher coming in. Oh, Shag Hennessy. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. I like the Gremlins two one a lot, of course. Um, yeah, the Gremlins two one was great. Um, he's actually hosting uh, and behind the new twilight zone that starts oh, up i believe dude, april yeah. 1st uh, yeah it's very very soon just a couple weeks away i'm super like aggravated though that that is on um cbs all access because i feel like it's gonna go there to die um i'm really hoping that um i hope not you know i i hope not too dude like but i don't but really i also know hope people... that it being on all access gives them the ability to be a little bit more uh loose and free with what they're gonna do i believe it's the third or fourth time they're actually redoing the uh terror at 30,000 feet yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, you see so, that you see that in there. So, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, Adam Adam Scott of Parks and Rec fame mm-hmm. is going to be on there. He's going to be the guy who sees something on the wing of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about that. We'll see. I'm hoping that maybe uh, cuz Apple actually has their announcement next week about whatever their streaming thing is and they're looking Rumor has it they're looking for like content partners, so I'm hoping that maybe they loop in something like that in there and you know, if you sign up for whatever it is, you get that too or something. I don't know. Hey, we'll say, we'll you know, say. there's a lot there's so many streaming services anymore, there's man. There's too many. There's way uh, too too many, my man. Yeah, like I said, I feel like it's just gonna be a different kind of version of Amazon Prime. Yeah, we'll see. Um but uh, yeah, but we'll say, you know. Hopefully the fruit stand can provide. That's right. Not a lot of competition out uh, this week uh, in terms of uh, like larger movies that are coming out. Uh, but there is one here called Ramen Shop. It is a drama about a young man who is curious about his deceased parents' past and takes a food journey in Singapore where he uncovers more than just delicious meals. Uh, <laughs> I love ramen, so I saw, yeah. I, I saw this on there, and I said, a whole movie about a ramen shop? Yeah, I'd probably be down for that. Um, and so really only really two, only one giant movie coming out with us, uh, and the other one going to be Ramen Shop, a bunch of different independent releases, but those are the main two uh, that we're going to be focusing on here. Uh, on. Mm. But we've got a lot to focus on today, my guy, because it is the true crime episode yeah that's right it it, we're gonna be talking all about this uh latest um burst of true crime uh inspired documentaries series things like that um as we know for a long while i want to say for the last maybe like five or six years uh they've really gotten into uh say as south park described it informative murder porn um which you know it's all these like people were killed on investigation discovery because their lover found this going on (laughs) but i i never really got into that kind of stuff i'm more into these bold uh huge sort of uh true crime events much like oj and r kelly um i'm gonna call you a liar for a moment mr trav 
if I, I if I may, because I feel like the seed for this was planted when we were like real young, uh, and maybe not, maybe not for you, but I mean, one of the first shows that I can remember watching on TV that was kind of creepy was Unsolved Mysteries. You th- okay? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsolved okay. Mysteries is definitely like you know true crime. There was usually like some type of murder or something. Yeah. Sometimes it was a ghost or something like that. Um, but a lot. But of times, usually it was a, a true crime because yeah. they would often give you the update mm-hmm. with the dude getting caught. Yeah, because they would call into the hotline and do that kind of stuff. And I would watch that as a child. <laughs> like, would, would you like, watch? Um, God, what was the one on Fox that was on After Cops? America's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, I did used to watch that sometimes. I just thought that, you know, and they both had that same type of introduction, I feel like, that, like, really Where the guy, like, you. sat down. Or he's or talking like directly to you. you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of shows didn't really, I don't know, especially when you're a kid. Like, and even still, they don't really break the fourth wall that much. Um, but those shows specifically go out of the way. Like, they're talking, like, directly to you. And- I I will tell you straight up and down, I am legitimately and was legitimately afraid watching America's Most Wanted. I believe you, yeah. It, it legitimately frightened me because he was like, you have to catch the killer. And I'd be like, he's in my home? <laughs> he's going to get me. My God. So that, that's very true. It was, the seeds were planted long ago for us. Um, maybe even to an extent hard copy. You know, I feel like hard copy always had something hot going on. And even, um, uh, I didn't really watch it as much because it always creeped me out too much. Um, like Rescue Number One. Did you ever used to watch that? Oh, that like, too. Like, like the... I, that I couldn't really take, but because it would just make me too, like, because I was like, all right, this is too real. You know, <laughs> like, it, yeah. Not that, not that, yeah, the, it... not that Unsolved Mysteries wasn't, but I, I don't know. I always, hospitals always kind of scared They me would throw stuff. in an alien there every now and then, you know, <laughs> they'd be like, poltergeist happening. Can you spot the ghost in this scene? Um, and maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. I hear they might be bringing back Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I hear that too. I would definitely, I would definitely watch it. Um, the original is streaming, I think, on Amazon Prime, so you can go ahead and watch those still. Um, yeah, which... it's on, it's on Prime. I believe there were some select seasons on Netflix and Hulu as well. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely worth checking out. I think it holds up. It's still just as creepy. Like that, that music in the beginning is so good and, and so eerie um i own i own it on vinyl (laughs) oh my god (laughs) the last episodes that i was watching on amazon prime i i'm almost a hundred percent certain that they gave like updates that said like this guy was caught in like 2002 oh wow things like that and i had assumed that the guy had died who did unsolved mysteries i can't i think i thought i think he's a lot i don't know um, now you're gonna make me end up looking it up, but like I feel like he wasn't that old, right? When when the show was on there, like he, he was older, but I feel like he's one of those guys that when you mention him, he's like Ric Flair, where you're like, Ric Flair's been old forever. It turns out he's only seventy. Oh my god, you know make, they've been making it a long, long time. Uh, let's see, Unsolved Mysteries, there's five hundred and eighty something episodes. Good lord. Uh, let's see. In our time, was it Robert Stack? Is that the guy? That's the guy's name, Robert Stack. Yeah, hey, my God, coming this guy's, out in the trench coat. Guy's been acting forever. Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he died in um, he died in two thousand three. Well, that case is solved. <laughs>
I thought he was. I thought he was still alive. He uh, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Written on the Wind. He was acting since the fifties. He was born in nineteen wow. nineteen. <laughs> what? You gotta be kidding me! Oh my god! He hosted and narrated Unsolved Mysteries from nineteen eighty seven to two thousand and two. So arguably, so that most, that explains why they gave that update that said so two thousand two. He was sixty. Somebody got caught. He was sixty eight when when he started doing that. My God. And then good hosted Lord. it for like 15 more years. Man, good for you, Robert Stack. Great for 68. Yeah, like I didn't think he was that old. I thought like maybe he was in his like like, you know, like 50s somewhere. Yeah. I definitely didn't think. Oh, on January 9th, 18th, 2019, Netflix picked up a reboot. Okay. Good. So we should be getting more unsolved mysteries. It's being made by the people who, uh, the, exec- the executive producer of Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Each episode will focus on one mystery. All right. This could be interesting. Wild. It's going to be wild. I'm excited for it. Um, so one of the documentaries that you and I both checked out was uh, Leaving Neverland. Uh, the, yeah. the big two and a half hour each episode of only two episodes of Michael Jackson's story where two of the most two of his most prominent boys uh, came out and sort of laid it all out. They told you everything that happened. Uh, how'd you feel about it? Ah, uh, man, this is this is hard to this is hard to watch, um, and and like hard to talk about. Um, I watched the so like you said, there's two part series on um, HBO, uh, and I believe it was released as like one documentary film. Um, yes, but uh, I watched uh, the first the first part of it, and I had like I was. I was done after the first part. Uh, I did. I was like, you know, I, I'm not gonna watch. Uh, I'm not gonna watch anymore. Of uh, oh, okay. Of part of uh, of part two, I decided. I'm like, you know, like I, um, it, it's it is hard. It is hard to 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 listen to uh, because the accounts of you know what they what they say happen are so, you know, are so graphic, you know, and so you know horrible uh, that as you're as you're listening to it, you're just like, oh, like this is. This is rough, um, and it's it's like it's like a hard. Not only is it hard to like make it through it, like it's it's a it's a weird situation uh, too. Because when like you know Michael Michael Jackson's obviously passed away, uh, so like you only have um, you know there you really know, the retail, one side. You only have the it. one side of it, and of course, like that's the thing, man. Like like when somebody alleges something like this horrible, like of course you want to like you know you don't want to discount you know their you don't want to discount it like you want you want to believe it you know like because you never would want anyone to say something like this and have it turn out to be false um yes however know. we do hear you know false claims made all the time oh yeah uh, as we're actually finding out now current events uh it seems that uh, johnny depp didn't hit amber heard she in fact was beating him yeah uh, and there's a lot of public accounts of her actually being physically abusive to johnny depp which I will tell you, I buy a lot more than him hitting her because he's never seemed like the kind of man that would like do anything more than kind of mince around. He's always seemed very frail and and I would say hi. <laughs> um, but maybe that's just all the extra Jack Sparrow and Edward Scissorhands. You know, anytime he had to play like a tough guy, I never bought it. But that, but that's you know, it does happen. Uh, these guys, however, I, 
I I want to lean towards believing them definitely, uh, just because they do take into account why they would get on the stand yeah. and defend him. Uh, they take on the things of like how it, it takes you through the whole thing. It takes them takes you from where they were fans of Michael to actually meeting Michael to yep. being in what both of them call an actual relationship with him, and they describe it as a loving relation relationship um and it was just something that they did and they grew up with and and it didn't feel strange to them so much uh but later on it, it, it when they talk about what they were doing more in their adult lives after they were getting married and having kids of their own how bad they felt and how it it had sort of really broken them down um into adulthood which which obviously that kind of thing really would and again having someone who you consider a hero having them tell you like oh this will ruin both of our lives if you ever tell anyone about what's going on that's you know that's heavy stuff that's heavy stuff i want to say that this might have been the heaviest of the documentaries but we did yeah. both watch the surviving r kelly uh yeah i watched um i watched the uh the what is it the uh the first the one that was on lifetime yeah i think uh, i think that's, that's all it. It was, yeah, yeah. was there more than one r kelly documentary yeah there's, there's like i think there's two um oh my god uh but yeah i watched i watched that one too uh and that one was like you know at the time because he just recently got arrested yes so at the time you know you're watching it and you're like you're like is that, like how much of this is like because well one you know you know he's crazy uh, yeah he is you know. <laughs> but you're watching it and you're like and you're like really like he's getting i'm like he's doing all this he's doing all these things and he's getting away with it and i'm like that's i'm like i'm like i'm sure he's doing something like he, there's there's a ton of evidence here i'm sure he's doing something wrong but he's doing all these things turns out like yeah maybe <laughs> yeah yeah he, he um it turns out a lot of people just enable that there's a lot there's a big network of people around you that just take the money and do whatevs because they want to keep taking that money. Um it it's it's pretty wild the stuff uh that he did, you know, and now and now after seeing the documentary I see an awful lot wrong with the little bump and grind, but <laughs> it's it's very difficult to sort of hear these things especially about a Michael Jackson, I would say. And I can see why people so vehemently and and just ostentatiously defend these people because it they're so ingrained in your life and the culture. And one of the things they do say in the R. Kelly documentary, they're they're like he is like top tier in the black community and he's a part of people's weddings. He's a part of people's church. Like it's something that you have every single day and to have him be bad somehow that makes you bad um it's very very difficult to separate the artist uh from the art that they've created um it's also sort of telling that so much of their art is created out of this sort of pain and and sort of terrible upbringings that both of those men had um that led them to i would i would say be so so predatory yeah. in their in their adult lives um and with the power that they eventually got um you know the same thing was said of uh of a jesse lacy 
of uh, Brand New. Oh yeah. Um, and that's that sucks. But going back and listening to like a couple of those songs, like you know, there there's there's one song that I'm just like that is a hundred percent about this check that's making these claims. Like it has to be there's because the the lyrics, the way the things are. But then it's just like, what did you expect from someone that that says like such hurtful lyrical things? It's the same way that that people would be like, I can't believe that Chester Bennington would go and kill himself. And, and it's just like, if you stop and you, and you take away the fact that it's, it's set to a great beat and you just look at this person who is somehow finding an outlet to be creative with all this pain, you you'll see that it's just a person who is amazingly creative, but they have to suffer through all of this creativity. And that's, that's kind of wild, you know? It's strange because like those two, like both, especially like the like the Michael um, the Michael Jackson like documentary, like you said, like it's uh, it's like hard to like process, and you don't want to, you know, you obviously want to believe the you know the, the accusers because like you don't want you don't want like you know those wrongdoings to go like unpunished, but you know unfortunately Michael Jackson's mm-hmm. like dead, so like you know he doesn't get the you know he doesn't get to stand trial or like answer for. Um, any of those things, but I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why, like another like reason why watching it is more uncomfortable is that with all these true crime things that we watch, um, you know, like movies, TV shows, even podcasts, like you always, there's always a resolution, you know, like the person for the most part is always like the bad guy is always caught. Yeah, you know, you, you, to an extent, you, like you usually, hear about, like the Bundys, yeah, the the like Skinwalker ranches, things like that. Um, these people do come to some form of justice, you usually, know? right, for the most part. But like in some of these situations, uh, like that are going on now, it's like you know, like because they're happening in the present, uh, or in like the Michael Jackson one, like that, like those people, like um, unfortunately, like they can definitely do their best to like heal but they'll never get like justice you know no Um, no but it it, again it's it's a weird sort of sort of thing because i know i deal with with like what is my idea of justice after this like accident that i was in and took away eight months of my life essentially um and i and i still don't think i'm ever going to be 100 percent better so what is like my my idea of justice it's not for me it's not the money and because I, for one, don't think I'm ever going to see any money. I want an answer that I know I'm never going to be happy with because it's just going to uh, belittle my own existence even more, you know, because it was an accident and, and accidents happen and people are very careless when they're behind the wheel of a car for some reason. Um, so to, to get justice, I, I feel like for some of these guys, it might be just being able to have their story told yeah. and be able to finally be honest with themselves and with everything that's happened. Um, I think it's crazy. Yeah. I think that's why people almost like gravitate towards all these true crimes because there's so much stuff right now um, going on in, in the media with like the popularity of true crime, like all these documentaries we're talking about, um, podcasts like Serial or um, My Favorite Murder, like yeah. a, a lot of these podcasts and stuff, like it's just such a popular medium of, I guess, like entertainment, um, for lack of a better word. And I think, I feel like that part of that is because 
like just all the other stuff that's going on in the news, all the like discontent that people have with the current events and like and stuff like people want to want a story where like justice is served. And for the most part, with a lot of these true crime things that usually happens, usually (laughs) I feel like, too, it's got to be that so much of this true crime is just so unbelievable that to hear it it, and to to find out that, oh, my God, this stuff actually happened Mm -hmm. is crazy. Like, look at look at abducted in plain sight. That is is one of those things that. I I watched it and I had heard about it. I'd heard all the chatter about it. And then I put it on. And for the first 20 minutes, I was just like, okay. So this guy that they knew abducted this girl. That doesn't seem like too much. It seems like he got obsessed with this young daughter. And he was like their her babysitter, I guess, at some point. Or the family had like known the guy. He was... He was known to him. But then like 20 minutes in, the father's telling the story and he's like, oh, we were driving and he's just telling me like he's driving and he's telling me, oh, I was I'm excited. Why don't you help me out? Because I'm excited. And then I did. And I and I stopped the show. I said, excuse me. You did what, sir? Aren't you? Are you the chick's father? Are you this little girl's father? I thought you were the father. I had to rewind it. I had to watch it again and see him say again, I helped him out then simply because he asked. And then all of a sudden the documentary took a a crazy turn because at that point you see that the girl's mother and she's like, well, then I had an affair with him the first time. Then she like gets abducted. Then the girl comes back. Then the guy comes back. He never goes to jail. The, The girl gets abducted again. The mom knows that the the girl was abducted by him and he knows where she is. So she then decides to have an eight-month affair with him, which she describes as the most passionate experience of her life. And all the while, I'm looking at the dude and I'm just going, him? He's got less of a chin than me. He's not even hot. Like, what kind of sense does that make? This guy is gross. Like, he, he's very not attractive. I'm pretty sure he had, like, a pedophile mustache. Like, it did not look good the way this man was set up. So to say, like, well, this guy is getting dudes to turn, getting moms to turn, and just come back again and again after you know what sort of illegal activity you've been doing with your own daughter. Like, what sense does that make? And then they interview the daughter, and the daughter's just like, crazy time huh like <laughs> well she, it's insane she later on like in the in the in the later parts of that special like she's a little more like you can definitely tell she's more like she's definitely getting upset about yeah, it but initially yeah. and and i feel like for she's very composed about it she's much more composed than i feel like i would be but at the same time it's like you're so young this is a guy you knew it's like I guess I'm just going on vacation or something. I can't like that whole like that whole that whole special like you you're just sitting there in just a complete state of shock that people um you know would just like kind of let this happen to their whole family. Like it's just it it's it's numerous cra- times. It's crazy. Um and it's wild and um it's just so far out there and I I feel like that like people 
like again like people like now like whenever they're when they're turning to some type of like form of entertainment if it's going to be like you know based in reality like it needs to be crazy to be able to pull your attention away from like you know things that are happening in the day-to-day you know like because if yeah it's, if it's going to distract you i feel like people reach for things like like of the fantastical variety and not like fantastic as in good but fantastic as in like extraordinary things like from crazy horror movies to superheroes to like even stuff like this where it's just like whoa did you hear about you know x y and z because this is crazy and you need to check it out um which is how i started to watch it because somebody was like you need to go watch this it's insane and i'm yeah and i'm like okay so finally i gave it a shot and i was like oh my god like i couldn't shut it off um because i'm watching it and i'm like they have to get this guy right and i'm like they can't can't possibly just keep going and it did and it was it was just it was crazy you could even say the same thing of that series, you, uh, because that is very much in the vein mm. of these true crime shows. Yeah, I'm watching and, it right now. And, oh, I could, I couldn't keep going. I got so tired of the. Uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. So that, so if you haven't seen you, it is on Netflix, and I believe it's by the dude who's making Riverdale and Sabrina. Um, <clears throat> and the premise is that this guy decides he's going to stalk this 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 woman and he does and it gets progressively crazier and you hear all of his insane stalker crazy thoughts and you see really how easy it is to be stalked in this day and age now i stopped after like the fifth or sixth episode because i just could not deal with it anymore i couldn't deal with him saying this woman's name back over and over again yeah every single one of the characters is awful (laughs) but at the end of the day the whole show makes no sense whatsoever because the dude is rock steady hot. Okay? This dude does not need to stalk anybody. All he has to do is wink at a chick on the street, and I guarantee he's going to have a fine time, let alone stalk someone who is so vapid a person. Like, it it just did not make any sense to me. Well, I think the thing with him is that he doesn't really have any type of like social skills. That he's just awkward and women aren't already fawning over him. The dude looks so good that all he has to do is stand somewhere. Well, you got to like, remember, it, it's a... like it, I knew that the show was off its rails when there is a scene where he's at a bar and he's like just trying to listen to what she's saying in the background and no one notices him. I guarantee you that dude at the bar has at least three chicks walk up to him a night just being like, so. I come here often, <laughs> you know, and like just saying something stupid and awful, and he would just be like, "Okay, great, let's go," and it, it'd be that easy because that guy is super fine. If you had the dude who was working in the bookstore for him stalking someone, that would be super believable. Huh. You had a guy like me stalking him, perfectly believable <laughs> because I'm Dad Bod Sans Child. I you think know, they're, I think not, they're trying to like drive home the fact that you never know, like you know. You know, evil comes in all forms, like Ted Bundy, for example. Like, like uh, that, mm. that Ted Bundy um, trailer came out a while ago, and people were freaking out because Zac Efron was, is playing him. And I'm like, Ted Bundy is widely regarded as being, like, you know, super attractive and very charming and friendly. And you know, they have they have a documentary on Ted Bundy on yeah, Netflix. It's, it's not and good. the Ted Bundy movie is going to be on Netflix as well. Um, That's coming to, direct to Netflix? Direct to Netflix, oh, and wow, that cool. was when they put out the the straight uh, Ted Bundy documentary as well. And I watched that documentary, and 
again, that was one of those crazy things where there were all these women that were just throwing themselves at him. And they were just like, you're so hot. It doesn't matter what you've done. You're super hot. But then Ted Bundy had a weird and interesting thing where he could fool people with his appearance a lot because he would make himself look emaciated somehow. Like it seemed like he really understood Instagram lighting before anybody else because he could look very ghoulish. He could look super chiseled. He could look homely. He could look hot, you know, and yet all the while, all the women are just like, but he's so attractive. Uh, and then of course he had his downfalls with being such a narcissist that he had to like escape jail multiple times and then just drive back through town because he was like, uh, you, you gotta like catch me so I can talk about it. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is insane. Um, and he was insane. That's a, it, it's a crazy, crazy thing. All of this, uh, true crime. Um, yeah, my man, you know, yeah. I, I'm into it. You know, I, I mean, it's captivating. It's horrific. Um, and it's weird, you know, like even look at the fire stuff, the fire documentaries, there were two of them. And that's a um, crime when you think about it too. It is. It absolutely is a crime. It's, it's crazy what, what happened there. And all of it is just, you know, true. Even things like the, um, like the big short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with that, with the housing market collapsing, like it doesn't necessarily mean need to be like you know Jeffrey Dahmer style murder. It doesn't need to be, to be murderous. Crime, you don't you need know? to be wearing people's faces, but it you can crazily defraud the world. Look at the Varsity Blues scandal going on now, um, which is crazy too. Like the fact that people are even like putting up a, a, a stink about it. I found out today that the only reason. It seems like anything's happening with it is because they didn't pay their taxes on all the illegal activity they were doing. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm pretty sure movies since the 1970s have been saying, buy your way into college. And it was just an understood fact. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's crazy. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think is some of the craziest true crime you've heard about. Maybe it was Casey Anthony. Maybe it was the Menendez brothers. Maybe it was more of the awesome law and order inspired dramas that go on in our everyday. Let us know over at Preachcast. I am at Seth Trav. He is our friend Glenn. He's at From the Crib. Together, we make up the whole wide network. And we want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, to always practice what you preach. Unless it's super illegal. <laughs>